everybody, welcome to this week's Bad Bookers Wrestling Podcast, episode 83. I'm your host, Smoothman. I've got Chris, Matt, and our special guest, Space Toaster, this week. Say hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Oh, hello, hello. Um, once again, we're doing this live. So if you hear inaudible questions that are answered, it's because we're Twitch in it. Yeah, um, so... <laughs> I've decided to stream this uh, on, on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash kangaroofm. There you go, a bit of a plug for you there. Um, during the podcast, those in the chat can throw up a question. I'll put it in my list of questions, whether we get time to answer it or not. I don't know, but we'll try as and when required. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's my bit for the podcast. See you later. Splendid. Um, we are going to do um, predictions this week um, towards the end for NXT War Games as that comes up next Saturday, um, which will have happened by the time we've recorded the podcast. So we're going to do the uh, predictions this week, um, but if there's any additions, we will put those in, and it will be out on Twitter, at BadBuggersWP. Um, before we get started, um, I always do this, at, never remember to do this at the beginning. Um, if you do enjoy what you're listening to, please go and support us on Patreon. It would be much appreciated. Bang! At the beginning See, of the remember, podcast this time. I remembered something. I remembered. Fuck it's clearly yeah. taken me 83 episodes. That's um, <laughs> done. Let's get into the news first of all. Uh, the only little bit of news that we've got this week is uh, only Lorcan has requested his release from WWE. Whether that's oh. official or not. I, I don't know whether that's official. Allegedly. Brian Alvarez has said that's not true. Yeah, wait, was it Wrestling Observer? No, it wasn't them. It was one of the... PWI, wasn't it? Yeah, somebody like that. I think he's fucking around. Because uh, he hasn't been badly booked while he's Although... been... I did see some tweets today, and he's changed his name on Twitter, and then he's got wrestler wrestling figures like The Rock with a t like with like he's put text over the top of it. That's what makes me think it's not legit though, because he's been like their big Twitter game at the minute since like Becky got really cold. He's been the man that's carrying their Twitter game, like the only one that has any sort of flow on Twitter and I think he's just fucking around to take the piss out of the rumours that came out that they're going to start releasing people again rather than keeping them if they don't think they can turn the dial for AEW so like the lower mid card guys that are unhappy will probably start getting released soon and I think he's seen that and just started fucking around with it maybe maybe he's just bored he just got bored in a hotel room and I went yeah fuck it why not let's just, let's just play around for a bit <laughs> let's put internet into a meltdown because mm. we love to do that yeah they have a bit of that Changing the culture, as someone would say. <laughs> Fuck off. Did you see the rumors about uh, Tom Lawler? What, what's He's that? Left Sorry, say that again? Tom Lawler. The former, he's a former UFC guy. He's actually quite a good wrestler. He was an MLW. He was our champion for a while. And, okay. Uh, who books? Is it Sapolsky? Does he do Evolve or is he do MLW? Uh, Evolve, I think he does. If it's Court Boyer, I think whoever runs MLW has tweeted out, like, wishing him all the best, and Tom Lawler's come out and said he's not taking Brookings past 2019, which makes me think he's going to NXT. Cool. Probably Space host one in the know, clearly. He always, he's always in the know, that boy. I, I just pay too much attention to wrestling, that's politics. <laughs> Someone said that we just don't pay enough attention, that's our problem, and we just guess as we go. Yeah, wait till we talk about NXT. Yeah, because oh, you've not seen it, have you, Sweden? No. <laughs> um, we'll start 
with uh, AEW this week. Uh, no need to go through Raw because we talked about Raw on our last podcast because we did it a bit later last week uh, because of um, watching Full Gear and whatnot. Um, I really, really enjoyed AEW this week. Really enjoyed it. Go on, Matt. How did you enjoy AEW? I've stopped watching it. <laughs> you, you love to see it. How did you enjoy AW? I've stopped watching it. Cool. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I I haven't even like scrolled through Instagram or Twitter to find out what went on because I'm that disinterested in their product at the moment. Why though? That's the end of the podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's I, I've I just don't want to watch shit anymore. So I've stopped watching the Raw. I've stopped watching SmackDown, and I've stopped watching AEW. You, so, so, so you found you. So you found NXT is your thing that you want to watch, and you're sticking with that. It's the only thing that doesn't make me annoyed. I mean, it does make me annoyed actually, but not as much as the other stuff. Okay. In breaking news, Matt is no longer going to be part of the, of the Bad Buggers Wrestling Podcast because he's asked for his release. You, you know, this, remind, this reminds me of Manny Pacquiao versus Floyd Mayweather, where we were all expecting a big fucking great fight. Oh, this is going to kill us. we fantastic. And it turned into 12 rounds and nothing. I'm pissed off that I sat and watched shit WWE product this week. So that I could counter him on like, <laughs> and this concert showed up like, yeah, I'm just a regular podcast. I'm like, I haven't watched AEW. <laughs> well, what is the point? What? <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I know it's it's dreadful, but yeah, I mean, you can tell me what happened, and I can tell you why it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go on, so so you know, we 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 can we can run through this one because. Obviously, this this won't be a three and a half hour podcast. So, well, not we... anymore. Well, no, not anymore. No, no. We'll scrape half an hour together. Some highlights. <laughs> it's just I was much leaving the twenty five minutes of vamping we were doing before. Yeah, it's just going to be part of the full pod now. We <laughs> getting angry at my vape will be what we want the majority of this podcast. Brilliant. Um, the 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 start of the night was pretty much just uh, John Mox is going to be in action later. Um, let's get an update on Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega obviously is unable to wrestle um, for did. reasons. Um, therefore, Moxley had a match against Michael Nakazawa, which lasted very long, as I, you'd expect. He didn't have the baby oil out, that's why. He threw the baby oil he away, mate. It. Threw it I, away. Do you know what? I think I have seen AEW this week. Did, 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 did they have a segment where Omega was in the doctor's room and he was told that um, Moxie was cleared and he isn't. Yeah. I have seen AEW. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. god. Hey, Quick say you've seen this bit. <laughs> Let's fucking go. Come on. I have um, seen it. <laughs> so the match obviously was pretty much a job match for Nakazawa. Um, but it was the promo that came after it, I think, which was obviously what got this fire behind it. Um, he pretty much just said he told you what was going to happen at full gear. He delivered on his promise um, as he advertised it. He obviously said um, he wants to take on somebody who presents real danger um, and then walked off pretty much um, waiting for a challenge, which came later in the night, which we'll speak about at some point. Um, I've... 
I don't know. I just think, yeah, knackers hour. Cheers. It's job coming, it's job now, isn't it? Cheers for coming, mate. Like, not uh, like I am going to defend AEW a lot here because obviously these are all WWE marks. But I I assume none of you guys seen these barely watch AWs that watch the Being Elite series. And I know it's additional content that you need to go out of the way to watch to get some of the stuff for AW. I used to. I used to watch. I used to. I didn't watch it like overly regularly. It was just like, oh, if if there's a good uh, BTE this week, okay, I'll watch it. Uh, I used to, I used to take all my take all of it from Reddit and go well if okay, there's a lot if Reddit are going on about it a lot this is something I've got to see okay I'll go and watch it yeah but I mean other than that not really it's just too it's too much on top of everything else to go and see wow. all the all the bits the little bits in between that thread some of the stories together yeah it's a bit just a bit too much for me so that that's fair enough uh, but I do go and watch it because basically my wrestling consumption at the minute is I'll watch AEW. I'll try and watch Dark, but I don't feel like Dark is necessarily completely necessary, if you know what I mean, because I don't really want to watch four hours of wrestling a week anymore. Um, Being the Elite has a bit more of the story stuff, and it's a lot more subtle hints more than anything, so it's not completely necessary watching, but it is subtle hints around what's happening. So the Nakazawa stuff, obviously, Being the Elite's revealed and built on the fact that him and Kenny were mates in DDT whenever he was mates with Kota. And the last mm. couple of weeks, it's been Kenny's been down in Mexico when he won the AAA title and stuff. And they've been highlighting the fact that Nakazawa is the guy that travels with Kenny from AEW and like building up that friendship. So for me, him fighting thingy made sense. And then even the little bit where they had him throw away the baby lotion rather than he you always know, puts it on, it's a comedy match. Yeah. Showed a bit personal for him, and that was fine. That's a bit of character build for Nakazawa, who's never going to be more than job. Yeah, because in the in the bit that they did where he was being at the doctors and finding out Moxie was cleared, there was obviously Nakazawa was there with him and yeah. uh, Riho. So he's kind of got his group of people who he's he's very good friends with, obviously together. I think that's part of like they're slowly trying to build the elite away from each other. Like they're still the elite, they're still the group, but like. Even a couple of weeks ago, when Cody was coming down to fight Jericho in the inner circle, it wasn't the elite with him. It was Dustin, it was DDP, and it was MJF. So they're slowly building them off mm. in the little groups because they've realized they can't just book themselves like the NWO as a big group that's going to destroy everyone. Instead, they're letting Jericho do that with the inner circle, and they're trying to build up them with other characters. Sorry, I just went off in the tab, I suppose. No, 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 you're no, fine. You're going, mate. You're going. It's good because it's finally giving me some background because I've never watched a single episode of Being the Elite. The first time I'd ever seen most of these guys together was the dreadful live stream they did in January last year to announce AEW. And that put me off watching anything they do on YouTube because it was dreadful. Um, so I've, I've not seen a single thing and I don't know any of the backstory for any of this. So my big issue with AEW is a lot of the stuff you have no idea who hates who and who's friends with who because they've never, ever discussed it on a pay-per-view yeah. or on their actual TV show, which gets far more views than their YouTube show. Yeah. And it just it, it, may, it means I'm not invested in any of their storylines. When they've got, like, as far as I'm aware, and I, this is only up from what I've read on the internet, Adam Page is, like, having arguments with the rest of the elite. Now, I didn't even know he was part of the elite, but apparently he's part of the elite. And, like, there's, like, confrontation between him and and Kenny and the rest of them on being the elite because he's now an asshole or something, and it looks like he's going to split away from them. But, like, 
I don't get any of that. I just see them shoving this fairly generic baby face who's like not that great down my throat. Yeah, so I'll I'll give you a backstory personally to why I'm invested in the being the elite and AEW is I, I fell out of wrestling for a while. Like I've been on and off, I've watched wrestling most of my life. But what brought me back in was when all the elite guys were in Bullet Club and New Japan. And yeah, that's right. when I started watching New Japan and to be honest, they were the ones that came off with charisma and had a bit more. And it wasn't just Bullet Club's cool, but they were pulling away from it. So I started watching then being the elite whenever it was like a travel vlog, basically. It was, I think, yeah. the first 50 or so episodes. It's just the young bucks kind of doing what Sammy Guevara does now um, and just showing themselves backstage. This is us traveling and all the fans were interested in it. And then they started doing their own thing where they built their storylines into it. So that they're, I think originally it was because New Japan doesn't have a weekly TV show. So yeah. obviously there was a lot of fans watching their stuff and they weren't getting their stories across in maybe the 20 minute match they were getting. They weren't getting like promos time and stuff. So they kind of started doing stories and that and that worked. And then ROH gave them the freedom to go and bring the stories from there into the ROH shows. And that boosted ROH's fucking attendance. All the guys that were watching, like being the elite, were going to the ROH shows and packing out houses. And this is the Why? same sort of time that Cody asked for his release. Is that uh, right, or is that a bit further down the line? Because I mean, I, was, I saw little bits of being the elite. I mean, back when uh, Adam Cole was still in it, and. Um, and I think Mighty Scar just Mighty Scar was there for a bit, well, for a little while, and then obviously the AEW thing sort of took over that. And I presume Mighty Scar was going back to AEW or going to AEW in like thirteen days or something. Yeah, well, the the four of them are released at the end of this month, and no one knows where they're going to go. Two of them want to do New Japan, so they'll probably go to New Japan, and then the other ones, Marty and uh, Brody King. Yeah, and there, there there are some rumblings that that Marty might not go. He might actually go to NXT. Which... See, the thing that leans me to think that Marty is going is that they still haven't taken Marty out of the start to be in the elite. So they've yeah. changed their intro to be in the elite, but Marty and Flip are both still in it. Now, they're in it as small side characters. If you watch, like, you see Marty falling with the umbrella from the sky. Yeah. And then Flip's in the running, holding his book Flip thing. Yeah. So I think they're both going to end up in AEW. Like, maybe NXT will throw a fuckload of money at uh, Marty and Marty will go there and Whatever it, he does, it, 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 it would be a genius move for, for NXT, for WWE to take Marty. I think it Absolutely. would. And if yeah, he was still with Diona, I would say he'd probably go there, but he's not. So I, he's already got a deal on the table from AEW from the second they were made. Yeah, I am sure. Probably end up there. It does seem weird that he signed that long-term ROH contract, really, isn't it? He signed it, though, before Tony Khan had reached out to the box or anything. So him and Flip both signed on before, like, AEW was a concept, you know what I mean? Whereas the rest of the guys, including Adam Page, who I actually really like, I just think Adam Page, he's stuck in a situation where he is a good wrestler. For his size, he's got surprising aerial moves, like he can do his moonsaults and his, is it the gunshot, Larry? Oh, uh, buckshot, buckshot, yeah. Yeah, so he's got those in his locker. The one thing that troubles Page at the minute is that he was previously, um, like, the elite's enforcer other than Fally, whenever they were in Bullet Club. Mm. So Bullet Club was always like, yeah, the New Japan talent and the ROH talent. And Page brought in to be the bigger lad who was like their enforcer. And he called himself the Hangman, which was his name. But he used to come down with the noose and stuff around his neck. And obviously that's not TV friendly. If you're not going on American no. TV, yeah. you cannot have a noose around your neck. 
Like saying that they've been fucking strangling people on the last couple of shows. <laughs> but you can't have someone actively walking down with a noose and that being his gimmick. So I think he's stuck at the minute where he needs to develop a character outside of cowboy shit, which is a good phrase and it gets over. But I think but, he needs time to develop. And I think actually him taking a heel turn and moving away from the elite will make him but I'm as a star think, for and, AEW. And this proves my point. In the last three, four minutes... You've told me more about any of the guys in being the elite than AEW have bothered to do in eight weeks of TV at this point, seven weeks of TV. Yeah, so there was a report about two weeks ago, and I can't remember whether it was Meltzer or it was one of the other guys, but they came out and openly said that Cody and the Bucks and Tony Khan have taken on board the feedback, which is similar to what you just said, Matt, where the AEW show now at the minute is a lot of wrestling. But yeah. there's not as much story development, and they've taken that on board, and that's something they want to bring in. But I have a feeling they want to bring that in without just flicking Damn. the switch and changing also, also, from also, what it, they're yeah. already getting their audience with. There is a fear that that could make the, that that could show them as more WWE esque yeah. as well. So they need to be very careful with how they handle that. Yeah, I kind of like the fact that it's been more wrestling. Like this is why I enjoyed this ones this week because this week was a lot. I know it was like you mentioned it off before we started the pod um toast like you saying it it was crammed with stuff yeah but i enjoyed it a lot because of the wrestling that was on like yeah there was probably a few matches that you'd think well i wouldn't be normally invested in but i actually enjoyed watching it Mm -hmm. so like for example um jurassic express versus dark order which came after the the opener was just I, I really enjoyed it because you kind of you kind of look at like Marco Stunt and you look at um, Jungle Boy and just go they're they're very good high flyers. Um, I know Matt's gonna hate it because he says AEW is just flippy stuff, um, but it's and then the Dark Order is like very. It's, I don't know the only other heel team. It I is think the Dark say. Order is a weak thing. I'm really just. I'm not feeling it at the moment at all. And it's not really had a chance to develop, but at the same time, how can you develop it if you're not going to throw a, a proper storyline at it? Exactly, yeah. Um, they into Catch-22. They tried to develop part of a storyline. So what they did really well this week was, they cr- it was crammed, and I had said smoothing beforehand, they crammed a lot of innings because obviously they were coming off the pay-per-view. The last yeah. show was the pay-per-view. So they were coming off that. They tried to cram a lot of stuff in. But what I noticed they did as well, they tried to turn a lot more of the stories on after the matches. It wasn't just, boom, boom, mm. we've had a fight, let's fight to the back. There was Moxley done his, where he cut his promo, which was a great promo, and you can tell he's enjoying having freedom to go and say whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. And the Dark Order match was, Dark Order were a lot better as the Super Smash Bros, but for obvious reasons, they can't be Super Smash Bros. Yeah. So yeah. they've given them this Dark Order gimmick, and I'm sure they're getting creative freedom to go and do what they want to do because that's one of the big things they've given the guys it's like there's they say there's no writers i'm i'm sure there's some sort of writing team whether it's just the box and fucking cody sitting there but they're giving them very loose guidelines like you're having this fight go and do what you want so the thing at the end of that match the dark order match Mm. uh was is it evil uno i think they call him yeah he had Uh, a microphone didn't he they gave him a mic yeah 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 he got a chance to say something i think yeah, he spoke a bit and then tried to give Marco stunt one of the masks. Like, he bigged up Marco. Yeah. Who's the smaller guy. Because, which, and that's because he's been getting a lot of 
bad bad comments on social media because oh he's tiny oh he's unbelievable because of how small he is he you can't have someone like that wrestle and hit somebody and believe it's going to hurt somebody and I kind of went but yes he's going to be doing a lot of high flying stuff but he's entertaining and I think Jericho came out and bigged him up, didn't he, on his podcast yeah, a couple Jericho of weeks ago. Um, a lot of people on Twitter have been trying to big him up, saying, look, this is nonsense, what you're talking about. It's a stupid point to make, because at that at that point, you just think, right, well, the big show has to be the best wrestler in the world, because it's unbelievable that anybody else who's not 550 pounds and seven foot four could possibly beat him up. It's just a stupid thing to say. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um... And the thing with that as well, like if Marco's thought, like he he thought about joining the Dark Order, so that's obviously like two lower card teams. Because if you look at AEW's tag division, they're not near the top. They're two mm-hmm. lower card teams, and they're letting them develop a story that'll help them get over. And you look at Luchasaurus comes out at the end of the game or end of the match for the save, he gets a fucking huge pop, and that man will be AEW champion in the next three years. Like he is one of the most over things that are bubbling on the surface. It's because it's, it's, it's so silly. It. Yeah, it's so heavily. I think you're talking about Luchasaurus. Yeah. So I, um, I, I, I do like Luchasaurus. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's awesome. His his character is class. Um, again, because you guys don't watch being the elite stuff. His stuff about I've got a masters, and he keeps going on about his masters degree and stuff. It's actually funny as fuck when you ask those him and uh, Jungle Boy who doesn't speak, like. Those two will get over it and we'll either have the tag titles the next year or a half or they'll have, he'll have the fucking world title in the next mm. three years just because of how over he is and the freedom. And that's the one good thing AEW's doing at the minute is trying to build their lower mid-card so that they have mid-card guys that can step up into the main event. And also, I mean, once they eventually get a mid-card title, it yeah. shouldn't be... Yeah. Well, there's that ring thing they announced for next week, which... Is kind of playing off the thing that Cody did in ROH. Remember when Cody won the world title? And yeah, he, he, yeah, he melted it down for a ring, didn't he? Because he's a bastard. Yeah, so there's some... Sorry, I'm all over the place for this, lads. There's some 12-man battle royale thing next week. Yeah. yeah it's been announced. Yeah. And yeah. it's for the ring. And it's an actual ring. So I assume it's just playing off what Cody did with ROH. Yeah, we're um, going to get kiss the ring jokes again, aren't we? Which is... Probably. Um, <laughs> but I would yeah. assume that that... that particular match is going to have the likes of Janela, Havoc, the sort of lower mid-card singles guys that won't be in big feuds and won't be potentially well, going to fight. They've announced, they've announced some of the wrestlers, haven't they? Because Orange Cassidy's in it. No, and, one of them. And MGF are in it. Oh, MGF's one of them. So, yeah, I think MGF's going to win it, yeah. personally. Um, yeah, because the only other people who are probably mid-card that you'd expect to see in that um, one of them's facing Moxley next week. So, spoiler alert, sorry. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's kind of linked into what I was going to say next. The freeway match was, again, they started to continue with storylines because obviously the match at full gear between um, Janela and, and Spears kind of ended with Tully helping him out. And then I think there was a bit of a promo package at the start um, or midway through the night, which ITV cut out again. Cheers. Um, about him. Yeah. Just terrible. Um, he was like, yeah, I'm looking for Sean Spears. He was running around. Look, if you, if you want to come and do it, come and do it to my face kind of thing. But then he, uh, cause he wasn't cleared to wrestle. 
but then he attacked him halfway through this match anyway, which Peter Avalon was there literally just to take the pin because obviously Sean, Sean Spears was going uh, to have a brawl with uh, Joey. So he left Darby Allen and Peter Avalon to have, a, to have a scrap. And watching him do a coffin drop is just like, that should not be a wrestling move, but it is. It's weird. It terrifies me when he hits it. And I know that theoretically there are other moves that are like more dangerous to get hit regularly. But just looking at him do that is like, fuck. But the fact that he's landing on his back every single time. Like if you look at what, Matt Hardy? Matt Hardy had that issue with his pelvis and his spine because mm. of how many times he did a middle top rope leg drop. Yeah. Like if if Darby Allen's going to continue doing this, his back's going to be in absolute bits. It won't be though because the issue with Matt Hardy is that he's compacting his spine regularly, whereas a coffin drop isn't going to compact your spine. You spread you spread that force out over a wide area of your body, whereas the the leg drop, the entire of the weight of the top half of your body is going through the lower part of your spine. That's why Hardy had the issues. Which why Jeff's back is slightly better because when he does his swanton bomb, he's rolling through and the momentum doesn't all go exactly straight through the center of his spine. Yeah, but how can you roll through a coffin drop? You don't uh, need to because it's just, it's massively spread out area. You're not so you, all you, the you way just have to make one sure. tiny central point. I, I as long as you be... land back first, it's spread out across the entire rest of your back. It's why a suplex isn't going to do as much damage to your body as a leg drop. Because you're landing on the back rather than compressing one small area. Yeah, and I kind of agree. Because if you think about when they take bumps on their backs, they always spread. I know they spread their arms, but they yeah. do it to kind of have that biggest surface area. It's, it's absorbed the air. It's absorbed, isn't it? Yeah. Well, harder, harder, yeah, yeah. As Kent just more about the problem dropping hardest part of the ring. <laughs> or onto a, or onto a steel chair uh, to a steel. Steps. Steps with a barrel attached to him. This well, is about like sex in a beehive. He doesn't care. Please tell me you've, you've heard about this. You heard about what this? are you on about? Uh, it was one of my... Re- on my fantastic journeys on Reddit. Dar- a young Darby Allen on a-, a TV network in the States called TLC, where I presume there was a TV thing where he goes, oh, funny, it's sex things, where he, he was having sex with a lady... And in in a beehive because well they went to have sex in a bush and it turned out when it was uh, it was in a beehive true story there you go what information just, what has just happened Bobby Allen had sex in a beehive why is why is that re- relevant it's Darby Allen <laughs> oh my god uh, but yeah Darby um, won the match and then said oi Moxley I'll uh, I'll accept your challenge mate in it. That'll be a really good match. Uh, again, I just it sort of sits back to what we were saying last week about John Moxley, uh, whether he's just going to be typecast as the hardcore death match. <laughs> I said to you, didn't I, last week? I'm sure I said last week, oh, he's going to face Darby Allen next for yeah. another unsanctioned match. And then I was like, uh-huh, look, it, it happened. But I don't think it's going to be unsanctioned. I think it's, it's not unsanctioned. That's, that's the big thing. Because Moxley needs to have some win-loss record. That's the whole point of him getting pissed off and murdering Omega was that that was because they made the match unsanctioned. He wouldn't have been as brutal. That was the whole storyline, wasn't it? Yeah. In effect, yes. I think at the minute they're building for either Moxley or Pac to take the title off Jericho before the turn of the year when Wrestle Kingdom comes up. So it's going to be one of those two. Probably Moxley because Pac's hated. You can't really put hated versus... Well, you can, but... It doesn't make 
total sense to have packed out. You could have Moxie take it off Jericho and then Moxie pack could do your first couple of fucking pay-per-views and or they only do one and a quarter. But your first couple of big shows in next year could be those two fighting and Jericho can go off and feud with someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, Nyla Rose was in action, but just again, squash match against some person, Danny Jordan. To be honest, um, yeah, the, the, the person did manage to get a little bit of offense in by just slapping a bit, and then that just pissed Nyla Rose off. Quite funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chris Jericho's promo with MJF this was, was the best thing oh, I have ever seen. You all need to go and watch this. If I'm pretty sure I've seen this. Show, go watch it. Oh, it was it was so good. Oh, who ventured? Yeah, I remember it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the one where he's like, <laughs> I don't know who that is, and he's like, Google it. Um, but literally, the bit where they were both be both pretending to be as dumb as each other and just repeating themselves over and over again, you just went. You could see it was going. Like I was watching it with Alice, and Alice was like, "I knew that was going to happen because they've just been doing it." I was like, "Yeah, that's the point. It's hilarious." Um, obviously, Cody. Um, was the subject of most of it. Um, the bit where they both said, Do you know what? We both have something in common. And he's like, What? He's like, We both, hey, Cody. And I was like, Whoa! <laughs> big, big scenes. Um, but yeah, it was very, very good. And then Cody came out and started punching people. Um, Didn't he botch a scoop? He wasn't medically cleared. Cody wasn't medically cleared. He came out and fought. That's that's a legal issue. He fired from AEW. Exactly, but he can't be fired because he won it. <laughs> he's the boss. He can I do mean, what he likes. He should be fired because he's a worse face than Seth Rollins. But that's not the point. He's really not. Seth he Rollins really can't an interest in promo to save his life right now. Yeah, but Cody books himself. But, but in what? Stupid. No, but what? How is he a worse face than Seth Rollins? If Seth Rollins can't cut an interest in promo right now, how is Cody a worse face than him? Because. In what way? Cody- what Cody does is he takes old school eighties heel promos okay. and does them as a face, which okay. is just fucking stupid. And, and what does Seth Rollins do? Seth Rollins does nothing, which makes him slightly less shit because he's no, just... you're wrong. Cody and then one of the best on, face on, promos on, there have been in the last couple on, of months, and I'll openly he, say yes, he references old promos, but he cuts better face promos than. 99% of the industry out there at the minute. But the problem with that is the stipulation that he added to the match was fucking retarded. Why? Well, because no one's ever done that stipulation before. That didn't happen before. No, no. have done it about but... 16 times. Yeah, but the, pro- the, the problem is AEW only have one face in the moment in Cody, even though I don't like him and I don't think he is a face because he tells you that he hates his family and would rather, would rather care about wrestling than uh, care about his family because he hates his family. And he's just a complete and utter knob all of the time. He's not a face in any any sort of stretch of the meaning of the word face. Right. But except the fans cheer him. Therefore, therefore, Matt, if the fans are cheering and the fans want him to win, that makes them sweaty marks. What does that make him? (laughs) That makes them sweaty marks. That doesn't make him a heel. What are you? You have a fucking wrestling podcast. People, people, people cheered Tommaso Ciampa when he was the biggest dick in the universe. That doesn't make him a face. Just because the fans cheer you, it doesn't make you a face. Okay, so we've we've called the AEW fans sweaty marks. Your main product you watch right oh, now, man, is NXT. NXT is literally full sale trying to get over 
But the other person trying to get over it is Mar Ronaldo, who's just JBL with more different fucking references. Oh, oh, that hurts. Wow, that one hurts. I watched NXT this week, and I would rather if I used to like Morrow. When Morrow was on SmackDown, it was great. NXT this week was Morrow shouting and trying to get himself over, shouting using Mamma Mia for every match anytime there's a fucking high spot, and throwing more references down your face than when JBL used to reference rugby on SmackDown. Oh, that hurts. That one cuts me deep, that one. <laughs> we're still talking about AEW here. Yeah, well. sorry. Honestly, honestly. <laughs> I agree with you with Mara Ranello. I Boom! I, the the longer I go on watching NXT, the more annoying I find him because you're right, he's clearly written down a load of obscure references and throughout the show, it doesn't matter what match it is, he'll just go, right, this one, then this yep. one, then this one, then Mamma Mia, then this one, and it does get annoying. But Ignoring the commentary because I watch most wrestling with commentary off because neither there's not a single show with a decent commentator on it at the moment, with the exception of I don't mind the other guy who's on NXT. Um, the one you can't hear because Moro talks about Nigel McGuinness is what is probably one of maybe two good commentators across all four American TV shows at the moment. I would say the other one is probably Excalibur, but again, you don't I get to hear like it. I like Madden, you know. I kind of enjoying him. I do like Dio. Dio's all right. Yeah, I like Dio. I always like I like Vic Joseph as well. Vic Joseph is is good. I don't know who Vic Joseph or Madden are. That's because you don't watch the product. Yeah, but also it's the (laughs) fact that because you've got three man booths on both Raw and SmackDown and NXT, just three man booths just mean you can't work out who any of them are. I literally learnt Nigel McGuinness's name tonight. Because you'd never you, like you can't remember it because of three man boots. Oh, you need to go back here. and watch like early two thousands ROH, my friend. It's like Nigel McGuinness had some of the best wrestling matches ever with Daniel yeah. Bryan on ROH. <laughs> I've, yeah. I've seen no, I watched I watched the Nigel McGuinness documentary and I've seen a lot of his um of his early work. He he really good. He was, oh, there was, what was, was it? Him and Daniel Bryan were on were on to get signed, and Daniel Bryan lied about the injury. And Nigel McGuinness didn't, and then Nigel McGuinness yeah. didn't get signed because of it. The end. So then Nigel McGuinness became Desmond Wolf on Impact. Oh, dear. Yep, there you go. The end. <laughs> and um, Daniel Bryan strangled somebody and got sacked. Is, cheers, is that right? True story. Cheers, Jeff. Sorry, back to AEW. We go back to AEW. Adam Page versus Pack. I sent the guys a DM in the, the week. I know I said this was probably one of the best AEWs I've seen. Um, but... The fact that they're doing this, I nearly shouted too many cooks down the microphone. Um, well, it's, because just, it's just rehashing. We're talking about the Lana storyline again. Are we talking Ooh. about Lana? You said too many cooks. Too <laughs> many. Have you not seen the reference of Randy Orton? Oh, for goodness sake. Too Randy Orton and cooks. John Cena has been done so many times that they use the, the song Too Many Cooks in the background. You yes. clearly don't watch Botchamania, do you? No, no it doesn't matter. Like back to Did you watch anything wrestling related? It's, it's, too, it's too smarky for him. He doesn't seem to like it. <sighs> but yeah, I was I was a bit worried that this would just be a bit samey, but Pack won. So it was fantastic. It was, it and was the ending was quite cool class. because it looked like as if um, Paige was out, like and needed attention before um, he did the the red arrow and then the brutalizer. Um, but he was still knocked out, so they just called for the bell. 
Hey, Spoofer, can I ask? Did that match finish with a, a roll-up or, or a <laughs> oh, submission? Oh. No, did that a submission finish? Yeah, it was a submission finish. It was a submission finish where he didn't tap as well. He, uh, he and, the referee's discretion there. And Moxley won earlier, right? Yeah. <laughs> How did that match finish? He won with a paradigm shift. So it that's, did look like a very loose ADT paradigm shift. I'll be normal like, pin, so that's that's a clean finish as well. I'm fairly certain the looks just there the Jurassic Express match finished without a roll up as well. Just, yeah, it did. Yeah, it had to the main I event. To finish. What, 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 what about another. the main event? To be honest, it did. <laughs> because how else are you going to have Scorpio Sky beat your fucking champion? <laughs> just, you know Agreed. Agreed. Clean. Um, oh, right. So I wanted to bring this point up because it was one of the things I wanted to discuss with Matt anyway. Matt seems to be vehemently against roll-ups. The one thing <laughs> that I that I will give AEW for the doing, they do use roll-ups with Riho because she weighs less than 100 pounds. So, like, realistically... You can least do a roll-up. A roll-up is all about holding somebody down against their will without injuring them beforehand. I weigh, like, 280, 290 pounds. If I lie on... Get the top, skills on! I, I can <laughs> make sure that they they are on their back for three seconds. Mm-hmm. If you weigh 90 pounds and you haven't knocked somebody out first, all they have to do is push against you and they move you away. To, to, count, to counteract that inside cradle. There's a move called the Irish whip, Matt. Yeah. yeah. If we're going to start questioning the legitimacy of a roll-up, I'm going to ask you, if I throw you against the rope and intend to do harm, are you going to helplessly run back because your momentum <laughs> carries you? Yes. Fuck off. <laughs> The problem is, the problem with that is, that's been built over years and years and years and years and years. And what we've seen recently with the roll-up finishes is the WWE's, oh, they've stole one kind of roll-ups, where you scamper out of the ring as soon as you've done a roll-up. Which was exactly what they did for the main event on AEW this week. It was an inside cradle, not a roll-up. Yeah, they're all the same. But what 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 I'm trying to say is they. I think what AEW are trying to do is get rid of that like whole thing about a roll up being something that you do and then run away to get away from the scary heel, mm-hmm. which was great until this week's main event where they had a roll up and then the guy scampered out of the ring to get away from the scary heel. So we didn't what, really do that. But, what yeah. they're trying to do is because as I said WWE have made it basically. The roll-ups. Oh, he stole them one. He shouldn't have won that. AEW aren't doing that. They're trying to legitimize pinning combinations, whether yeah. it's like the roll-up or the inside cradle or the crucifix pin or that weird one that Riho done, you know, this yeah. last week. Stuff like that. They're trying to legitimize it back to technical wrestling holds and finishes. Which is which is what New Japan do, surely. Yeah, it, it comes from New Japan, and it's the same style of wrestling. As I said, most of the elite came from there. A lot of their roster have wrestled in Japan. I, I understand that. The big yeah. issue is they do it in every other match, whereas in Japan, you might see so. it once twice. Not not on this week's show, but there have been weeks where there's only been one finish that hasn't been a roll-up. I'll, I'll be honest, I don't think that's true, and I'll go back and check at some point. Matt, what I think has happened is that you have... Obviously, you dislike AEW, right? Which is fair enough. It's not everyone's cup of tea. But I think your dislike of AEW has clouded you, and now it's just you've seen one or two roll-ups, and like, that's every fucking week, every move, the fucking roll-up. And, and you've just got this. And what I would like to ask as well, Matt, I was just thinking about this, because at one point you said that AEW was just flip, 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 roll-up, right? Yeah. So you, you said the other week, you watched 
more the G1 than Tiger, I believe, yeah? I both, know. both of us. Yeah, no. Jack watched it all. I watched like 15, 16 days yeah. of it. So if AEW is all just flip, 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 roll up, right? Yep. Is New Japan just then power chop, power chop, submission move, knack bump, finish? <laughs> would would but, you say that's a fair description? If, if we're breaking it down to bare minimum matches, is that a fair description of New Japan to you? It's a fair description of a large majority of New Japan, like my description of AEW is a fair description of a large amount of AEW. I'm not saying every single match for both mm. of them is like that, but yes, that would be a fair description of a large proportion of New Japan matches. I cannot wait to watch Awesome Kong versus Nyla Rose for the flippy, 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 flippy. <laughs> <laughs> I love the flippy, 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 flippy schoolboy roll-up. <laughs> Speak, right, can, can we talk, because obviously you, you just mentioned Awesome Kong, right? Yeah. Right. I was like, the gimmick's weird that. as fuck. I, I can't defend that. that. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I was getting to that. <laughs> Get in. I was I was going to question the Brandy Road situation, but I'm I'm pretty clear you can't. <laughs> what I no what I'll say, right? So I'll talk on it. it. It's weird as fuck, right? So they're clearly they're doing the cutting off bits of her, which I assume is their version of doing a scalping gimmick. Yes, rather because so they're not actually scalping any of the girls. It gives the vibe to me that they're going to do some sort of voodoo queen bullshit, right? But what I will say, the one good thing about this particular gimmick and the storyline is. It's keeping Brandy the fuck away from the ring. Yes. And I'm fucking over the moon with that. Keep her the fuck away from the ring. Let her manage Kong and be her voodoo queen or whatever. Do, do that. Cut people's hair. But does Brandy really need to be in wrestling attire but, to do that every week? Because that's what she seems to be doing at the moment. Also, I'm going really to be in my leotard. I might need to wrestle soon. So no, she needs to show off flesh. That's what she's doing. But, and that, that but, won't go over in 2019. But she is. She's showing off sex appeal. Behind but does she need to be there? I absolutely love that you think that this is keeping Brandy away from the ring. And you're right. She's only had one match so far. And she won that match. Obviously, I'm not including one where she's been in like multi-woman matches. I mean, the, the match she was in was a train wreck. The, Remember, the, Ali was supposed to be a good wrestler. Yeah, yeah. The, the problem that you have when you say that is AEW published their wins and losses report. No one cares. It doesn't matter. And they always include her. One, and they always include her as the one woman without a pinfall loss or submission loss. Because in their... I don't think they have five other women they're pushing at the bit above her. Because they're still building the their tag division is set. They're slowly building a mid card. Their title scene is probably set for the next couple of months. They need to build the women's division, which I think is going to be done through hires rather than any other particular talent, or if they can get some of the stardom girls to stay over. But, I think the biggest thing they need to do is get Jamie Hayter on a contract because she's yeah. been really, really good. Um, there was one girl that was on a couple of weeks ago that was really good as well. I can't remember her name. Uh, she, she was fighting. Cedric's bold, didn't they? I can't... Uh, Cedric's wife, I believe. Yes, her yes they have signed her. And the other person I think they need to get back is Mercedes Martinez, who came out for the... Was it All Out? Battle yeah, Royal. Her, she was in one of them, and then she's done a few dark matches. I think she's on her way to being signed. I because she is an incredible wrestler, and she'd be somebody that they could bring in that's got a name behind her already that they don't need to then build, who can actually go and probably could get some of these women that are having the 
very poor matches that they've got at the moment and turn them into... She's somebody like Daniel Bryan who can get the best out of a poor person in the ring because they could guide them through the match. I don't think they've got a woman that can do that at the moment. I think they're pinning their hopes on Tessa. I think they've hired Tully because one, he's friends with the Rhodes, obviously, but I think yeah. they're pinning their hopes on taking Tessa from... If, if they get that, then they're sorted. Yeah, uh, yeah I agree. If, if they can get Tessa in, then, they, then, they're, then they're, they're laughing. She's in the main title picture for TNA. She's going to win the world title for yeah. Impact. Yes. But they, there's probably rumours as well going around that she'll probably sign with, wants to sign with NXT as well, or NXT will try and get her. I don't know. She tweeted out this week, uh, someone tweeted like randomly who she wanted a match with. And she tweeted out, I want a match with Mercedes KV, which is that's, Sasha um, Banks. That's Sasha Banks' Indian. previous name, yeah. Yeah. So she didn't say Sasha Banks. She didn't ask Sasha Banks. She named her Indy name, which is kind of gets people exactly your reaction is exactly what she mm. wants. She yeah. wants people going, hmm, that's Sasha Banks. But also, hmm, that's not that's Sasha not Banks', Banks <laughs> name. That's her Indy name. <laughs> so it's like she hasn't outright came out and said, she wants to go to WWE, but she's came out and said, I want to wrestle her. Be so, WWE, I think she was already at WWE, the money. Well, I mean, She's no, been no. there before, I'm sure she am. So I'm sure she, she was in NXT. She wasn't saying. She was, she done a couple of matches in NXT, in the- and she was one of, Bron- not Bron, Adam Rose's fucking Rosebuds. With her and Becky are doing it the same. There's a picture of Becky and her side by side oh, as okay. Rosebuds with Bron okay. in the background. Oh, she wants to, <laughs> so she was an extra. Yeah, she was an actor, yeah. and she'd done a couple of NXT matches. I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I thought she did. She was in the May Young Classic, lost early. Yeah, she was in the first one. Mm. Which, if you like, if you've got any time, go and have a look at what Rhea Ripley was in the first at May Young Classic. She looks like no- Storm. She's, like she looks nothing like she does now, and she had a terrible gimmick. And at the time, I- Paul, the reason it wasn't that she they didn't say her. I think she put it away because her and Ricochet went through a really bad breakup at the same time. And Ricochet had just been signed. Yeah, so awkward. I think that's one of the reasons she didn't go. She didn't want to be put in at Orlando with Ricochet. Yeah. Mm. But you got them facts, man. He's got I, so I, many I just, facts. As I said, I pay too much attention so, to no, 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 I, I, I think you have, you have my ability to retain inane bullshit from wrestling dating back however many years. You just have wrestling this ability knowledge. just to retain information that... Where did you pluck it from? It's mad. It's crazy. Um, it is crazy. Um, other finish note. Finish notes on AEW. Um, obviously, Santana and Ortiz did a demolishment of the Young Bucks. Private Party got involved with that as well. Shout out to Orange Cassidy in the bathroom. Um, you want me? Wardlow. Oh yeah. Well, Wardlow finally debuted. Yeah, but we kind of skip because you keep going on tangents, boy. I can't keep up. Content! No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Wardlaw came out during the, um, was it the MJF stuff? Yeah, he came yeah. out and held um, it. And, and then strangled the hell out of Cody. Um, it looks like MJF and Wardlow are going to be together, which looks pretty cool. Because he was wearing a Burberry tie. I have a theory. I it's it's, it's Christian and Tonko again. No, I, I said, well, it could be. But I said to you, Smithman, off, I think it was the other day we were talking about stuff. Yeah. I think Wardlow and MJF end up paired with Brody King and Marty when they come in. And I think they're going to be like an against the elite group, but not in the inner circle. And it's just going to be kind of a new match where they build up different factions. I'm pretty sure the AEW um, YouTube channel literally called the video of um, Jericho and 
um, MJF MJF joins the inner circle. The, the, well, yeah, but the, the thing was, they says actually confirmed it when he was. No. They, they haven't confirmed it. He says, "Do you want to join the inner circle? Would you like me to join?" Oh, That's literally all it was. Oh, it's just them going over <laughs> and over and over again. Um, but yeah, then Ortiz and Santana are brilliant heels at the moment, um, smashing so, the young bucks after the match or after the show. Pardon? Sorry, I keep interrupting. Uh, did you see the promo they cut after the show? They I'm not seeing it. Yet. I've heard it's yeah, good. I've not seen it yet. Go ahead. Yeah, go and check it out. Um, and they obviously got private party have, have got involved as well. So I have a feeling that is it happening next week? They're going to fight face private party mm-hmm. in a tag team match, um, which is obviously look you can't pick on the the young bucks. We're going to get involved. They did the same spot that they did to Ricky Morton, where they put um, I think it was Matt through the uh, the entranceway. They put him through the inner circle. Oh, uh, that's did, what yeah. that was. Honestly, I, I didn't know it until I watched the promo afterwards, but they came out and said it was the inner circle they put him through. That's why it was a circle instead of an X. That is, Which is kind of clever. Yeah, I kind of like that. that Very that, good. That's cool. um, f- finally, the uh, main event, the Tag Team Championship match, SCU versus Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara. I really um, like the match. I really I enjoyed did really it. enjoy it. I did can, really can, enjoy it. Can I ask a question? Are you going to ask how the match ended? Because we know. No, no. I, I, my, question, my question is, how do a tag team who've never tagged together before and won get a tag team title match over LAX who have had tag team matches and win and are in the same faction as Guevara and Jericho? Reason. I'm third out the promo after the match. So, sorry, Smoothman. Um, so the promo that uh, I keep going to call them LAX, but whatever, they cut after the match, they come out and goes talked about the, putting him through the inner circle and went, people keep asking why we're not going for SEU, why we're not going for SEU, because the Young Bucks have the title we want. The Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world, and we're coming for that. And then Ortiz, that is we crazy, we're the best, we're the best, we're the best thing. that he's been doing for about a month since he showed mm-hmm. up on TV. Uh, so they're building it as P&P or whatever, want the Young Bucks, because the Young Bucks are seen as the best tag team in the world. And PM here determined to beat the Young Bucks for that. So you know, it's a I way disagree. to keep away from the title and let other teams develop feuds with SEU for the title. And then you've got a stronger tag division doing it that way. That seems to be what the route they're going. Right. Okay. I don't know if that's a or not, but... So what you're saying is their stupid thing of wins and losses matter means nothing. Well, we already knew that. We do. I mean, but like, the more they do things like this, the more it proves that they're lying to us. I mean, companies do it all the time, to be fair, where the world champion suddenly gets a tag team title match for no reason. And it does seem like that's what's been done. They've put on a good match, but there was very little reasoning behind those ones getting the match, other than we're putting our two champions up against each other, which I think is what they were trying to go for. It's just our world champions going against our tag champions. And by the way, he's bringing Sammy Guevara with him. Yeah, I, I, I think it was a main event to try and pop a rating rather than actually building a good wrestling storyline. Literally, NXT every week tries to just pop a rating. By, but they, they at least have a storyline reason why Finn Balor is going to come in and kick the head off Matt Riddle, whereas 
there kind of didn't seem to be any storyline reason why Jericho and Guevara get this title match. Honestly, I think that match was put together so that Scorpio Sky is going to end up getting a title match and being one of the in-between title matches where Jericho's not really in threat, but they're trying to build mm. Sky up so that Sky can breach off on his own if he needs to, to be a singles, and you leave Kazarian and Daniels the rest. Well, they were originally going to have um, Daniels and Kazarian to be the tag, ta- tag champions by the looks of it. But they've had, to change, they've had to change it because of obviously the injury. Maybe he, he is legit injured somewhere else, but obviously not the way that he was injured. In- yeah, Are they Freebird ruling their title? No. No. Uh, no. Not Freebird. Okay. Because I've, I've not seen much of Scorpion Sky. I'm not going to lie. I've not seen that much of his work before, before that. I really enjoyed it. He's, mm. He seems like a really good in, singles competitor, to be honest. And I think he could... I mean, yeah, I mean, as, as Toast said, I mean, he could be in one of those sort of B-show close to, but not actually going to get the win over Jericho. But yeah, it'd be a, a, a sort of uh, a transition until Jericho fights whoever else down the line, probably Moxley at some point. But yeah, yeah. I thought it was a really good match. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah, very good match. Um, and then obviously we had a <laughs> Jericho tantrum when he lost. Which yeah, was that brilliant. was a really uh, weird way to end the show with him whacking the... But then I, it's, it's brilliant. It's apparently a callback it. to some WCW thing from years and years ago, which Jericho did at the end of the show. Oh, once. does that mean at some point we're going to get the uh, the 1,000 rest holds promo? Yeah. It wouldn't yeah, surprise me. <laughs> Armbar! Yeah, there's, there's videos of the 1997 WCW Jericho hitting the ring post with a chair and then throwing it right next to... The, the one from this week and they're literally he does exactly the same thing he hits the post the same amount of times he throws the chair in the same trajectory like literally takes the same amount of time to do the whole tantrum at the, yeah it's just the thing is Jericho is the only person who could rehash this and get away yeah. with it Jericho is just a meme machine at the minute exactly yeah. Except that if he makes memes he can make t-shirts and he can make money and that's that's all his shit is at the minute and it works for him so exactly. if you're like i all I want to say is if you're buying one of those T-shirts, you're a fucking idiot because in six months' time, <laughs> you won't even remember yourself where the T-shirt came from. I'm going to say two months. Can, can, I, can I just comment about how Bubbly is now continuing to be a meme? I, Bu- Bubbly is. Dead. It should be dead but, now. Um, I bought a ticket where, like, that's a T-shirt. Have we heard anything about buying tickets in the last five weeks? Okay, fine. Exactly. <laughs> Good silence, guys. Um, should we move on to NXT? As Chris rightly said earlier, I haven't seen it. Um, but I know that a Cruiserweight title match happened. It that did. match was decent, but it was a lot of flips. I don't know if Matt will like that. <laughs> it was very <laughs> My issue isn't with the flips. Is My it with issue... Ronaldo? The fucking prick? <laughs> My issue with AEW isn't the flips. It's the fact that every match is flippy. Matt, I don't mind. Matt, we're talking about NXT. Like, Come yeah, on track. No, no, no. You're, There's a real title match. There's a title match. Would, it was, you suggested that I would hate this listen, match because it was, it was flippy. It was the Cruiserweight Champion versus Angel Garza. So continue. Sorry, go ahead. Not even let me defend myself. <laughs> <laughs> happened um the other thing that I want... I'll, I'll give him that it was it was actually a really good match i don't particularly like leo rush um but he's a good wrestler and it, it was a good enough match this 
recent stuff is far better than when he was a knobhead with Bobby Lashley, but I'm still not sold on Leo Rush. Um, I like Leo Rush. I still don't like like Leo Rush from his, this is a real throwback, from the CZW match where he took a powerbomb off like an 18-foot ladder or whatever it was, threw a table and popped up and no-sold it. And I still still don't like him from that. It just made no sense. I don't know who it was. I want to. That was it does sound Canada, ridiculous. It was mm. so stupid. It was right before he got signed as well. I think that's why he did it because he just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> now I'm gonna no sell it. Um, yeah. So the cruiserweight title stays with Leo Rush. I know there's a bit where An- uh, Angel Garza decided to jump over the. I think I saw this on on the YouTube highlights where he just jumped over and like literally just like ripped his trousers off in front of Leo Rush's wife. Can- yeah. Can I just say that there's nothing more cringe than hearing Mauro Ronaldo and Nigel McGuinness constantly, and they must have shouted it about 15 times during this match. The most handsome man in the world, or whatever Angel Garza's tagline is, it's something like handsome man. And Nigel McGuinness, who is a rough bastard from somewhere in England, who used to do barnacle fighting and stuff, is shouting, the most handsome man in the world. And I'm just, Nigel, what are you doing? Hey, <laughs> Jack, but come on, man. Uh, no, but it was a really good match. That's um, all come because Vince must be in the ear of NXT because yeah. the commentary has got considerably worse since they've gone to the USA Network. It's one of the few things about NXT that has got worse, but the commentary has just gone down and down and down to the point where I don't watch it with, with commentary on anymore. Can, can I ask, can anyone tell the difference between Bear Phoenix and Renee Young's voice? Because for the first half hour, I thought it was Renee, Renee Young doing commentary. Until someone said, "Oh, that's a good point, Beth," and I was like, "Beth, that's right, Beth Phoenix does this. I forgot about that." <laughs> I, 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 now you've said that, they do sound pretty similar, <laughs> don't they? It's disturbing. No, Honestly, no. I thought it was Renee Young, and I, then it was like someone went Beth, and I was like, "Fuck, that's Beth Phoenix." What? Beth Phoenix is worse. She's she's more. Her commentary's worse. Excitable and. No, like she's, so she's trying more to passionate sound, about the product. She's more passionate about the product, but sounds so fake about it at the same time. He's like, "Oh, that's really exciting!" I said, "No, you just oh, should." She also says the stupidest things. Of course, she does. Yeah, just fucking trash. Like I say, I I, I don't watch NXT with commentary on anymore. Indeed. But like the the one I remember the most was he's not six foot tall when he's lying on the floor. But like, yes, yes, he's yes he is. He's still six foot tall. He's just lying down there. Oh dear. Brilliant. I, no, he's six uh, foot long if he's lying down. He's still six foot tall. He <laughs> lose any height. He does uh, not lose any height uh, by lying down. He's if I sit down, I might not reach six foot in the air at the moment, but if I stand up, I will do. <laughs> Smoothie, what was the second match of this terrific NXT show that's the epitome? <laughs> um, so what? I wasn't going to bring this up. I was no, just gonna, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. What was the I was match? literally just going to say Aaliyah was no. in a match. Aaliyah, Go on. Aaliyah was in a match. Again. Who did she fight? Uh Lee. Matt, give me your opinion on this particular Can I give my opinion first? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Aaliyah is still irrelevant and it's been five years since she's been in NXT. But she's a jobber. You have jobbers in everything. But she was on Breaking Ground, which was five, six years ago, making her sound like she's starting a great journey in the wrestling profession. And she's still a jobber and still getting her nose broken because she can't take bumps. But what's that got to do with the fact that they they need jobbers? 
and she's agreed to sign a contract where she jobs every week. What's that like? You maybe I should do that. Every wrestling promotion needs to have jobbers. You have to have them. And Aaliyah, what was was your opinion on this matchup? This fantastic. I don't. I don't think it was a fantastic match at all. But it was a piece of I, shit. I was <laughs> <laughs> trying to say it was an absolute piece of shit, and I went. We went from flippy boys that were actually quite good to what the fuck am I watching? And but I'm you've like, got to watch. Defends this shit. This is the shit Matt says is the best wrestling in the world right now. The fuck is this? <laughs> That's right. Literally, <laughs> it's Carmella, but brunette, and she can't even wrestle as well as Carmella does, and she came out. And she was fighting uh, Zia Lee, who has potential and has the most the most stereotypical gimmick in the world. She looks like the, what do you call the girl, Chung Lee from Street Fighter. She comes out dressed like that and has fucking fans or whatever. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, just end it. And then they give them five to ten minutes and it was hell to watch. It wasn't ten minutes long. It may be five minutes. I'd rather watch Brandy versus Ali again. That's how bad it was. It was not it that was bad. It's fucking atrocious. <laughs> it's not that and they bad. tried to get me invested by having one of the girls from the May Young tournament outside. I'm like, I don't give a fuck about her either. <laughs> well, that's just because Leah, Leah and her are best mates. I'll tell you better still. Moro didn't even say Mamma Mia in this match. <laughs> if Moro yeah, isn't but... trying to get his catch line over, he doesn't want YouTube clips of this match on Twitter. That's how bad this match was. But no, guys. No. The match. Wasn't great, <laughs> but this is you've got to remember that this is still a developmental brand. Absolutely. What was the point in this match? What was the point in this match? It was to yeah. put Zia Lee over. By beating someone who no one gives a fuck about in a shit match that no one will ever remember. The most memorable yeah, thing about okay. this match is the rant I just had. <laughs> Literally, I've just told you that there was a good female wrestler two or three weeks ago, and I can't remember her name or what match she was in. You have to get dressed like a Street Fighter character, or else you would have remembered. Apparently, no. I just know who Zaya really is. I don't know who any of the women in the AEW women's roster are because AEW don't care enough to bloody tell us who they are. Chris has just returned and been really confused. His face is a picture, <laughs> um, and I know that the Twitch stream that I'm watching is a, like at least thirty seconds behind, but it's still confused. Um, it's great. Uh, well, yeah, I, 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 I appear as I'm talking about dressed like a fucking Power Ranger, and I don't know. If... <laughs> is that Leah we're right. talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dialect. She got she dead. Did. Dead. She did. Um, yeah, but it's. I, I said this to the. I think I said this to you, Toast, the other day. I said how with NXT at the moment, I watch the bits that I care about and have to fast forward the jobber matches that they keep having every week. Whereas at least with AEW, I watch it from start to finish. The only reason that is because you don't know who the jobbers in AEW are because nobody knows what's going on. He said he watches AEW. I watch AEW from start to finish, whether I know who they are or not. The only reason you did, if you knew that there was somebody there booked like Aaliyah, you would skip that match. You just don't know who's the shitty fucking generic. Well, I do. Gonna lose every week. Because she, can, she comes out without a theme music and she stands in the ring and I don't know who her name is. Moving oh, on. Who, 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 glad we cleared that up. What was the third match? Uh, Roderick Strong. So the, I think it started with Finn Balor having a promo, 
Um, yes, it did. And then getting attacked by Matt Riddle. Bearing in mind, I'm reading this from Bleacher Report, so I have no idea whether this happened yeah, or not. No, something like this happened, yeah. Um, and then apparently someone, I think Keith Lee arrived and Tommaso Ciampa because a disputed era arrived or something, I don't know. Um, yeah, so Keith Keith Lee then wanted a match against Adam Cole, but then instead had a match against Roderick Strong. So Finn Balor had a um, a promo, and where he called NXT shit and said all the roster were little boys, which I yeah, yep. yeah, which I mean, if you think that they're all little in NXT, you should watch AEW because they're all fucking midgets. I mean, Austin Kong stands the stands the reason with you on that. Bigosaurus. I mean, we Ripley stick foot four. What's your point? Wardlow. Um, go ahead, Matt. Sorry. So you've got so that happens. Then Adam Cole comes out and brings out the the undisputed era. At which point, then Champa and Riddle, uh, sorry, Champa and Dijakovic and Lee come out, and you think that that's Dijakovic coming out to create the fourth person of Champa's team for War Games. But that games. Come out until after the match. Was it after the, it wasn't was on. Yeah, because I watched I watched this earlier. So it's like Dajkovic isn't out in the ring. You have Keefley, Chiampa, and who's the other bloke? Riddle. Riddle. Yeah, before the match, and they're there, and then you've on speeder, and they're mouthing, and then the next minute, right? Well, okay, so it's, yeah. And it's Keefley and uh, Strong. Everybody else has been shooed off. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I'm, I'm mixing before and after the matchup, yeah. but still. So, yeah, you have the uh, uh, Lee gets a non-title match against Strong because Reason. Strong's kick. Like, uh, Keith Lee says to Adam Cole, I'll fight you if you... Because Adam Cole says that none of them are big enough to want to fight him. Keith Lee says, I'll fight him. And Strong says, no, you can't have a match against Adam Cole, but you can have a match against me because... Cole's had two uh, two matches in two weeks, therefore he can't have another match or something. It was a bit stupid and convoluted the way they got it into being Roddy Strong yeah. in the match. But yeah, eventually it gets to the point where it's a match between Strong and Keith Lee. And this match went like 25 minutes before they had the, the shenanigans at the end. Come across two different ad breaks, which was impressive um, for NXT. It was a really good match. My, my one nitpick about the whole thing is to set up the two matches they wanted to set up and bring Jakovic and stuff in, it was just the biggest clusterfuck they could have done. It was literally like someone had written out a perfect way to do it. And then I'm not saying it was Vince, because obviously Vince is sort of hands off there next week. But then someone went, no, what if I do this and this and this and this? And Baller has to be topless and Riddle and whatever else they threw in. And just, it was the biggest clusterfuck yeah. to get the Riddle not being on and fucking Riddle's fighting Baller instead. And then... Jakovic comes out and wipes out the whole of Undisputed Era. So yeah. I actually like Undisputed Era, but all of them get wiped out by fucking Dajakovic, who couldn't beat Keith Lee a couple of weeks ago. If I'm oh, right. no, no, or but I, I get that. But, that, but that's, yeah. that's to establish Dajakovic as credible to be yeah. in the War Games match. That's the whole idea of that. Which is my other problem with NXT is this War Games thing is ruining all of the storylines at the moment. Absolutely fucking annihilating anything they had going into the last four weeks has been ruined completely by war games, whether it's the woman's ti- woman's like title and the six people that were underneath it had a fantastic story arc going. And then they went, Oh shit, it's war games. Let's throw them all into a ring together. And then they've, they've had sort of a storyline going on with the undisputed era, having all of the gold and they've gone, right, 
let's shove everybody who's big together. Oh shit, Johnny Gargano's injured and can't fight Finn Balor. Right, replace him with Matt Riddle and then we'll work out a really convoluted way to set that match up. And you're right, it's fucking trash. And I, I hate war games. I actually think they're fucked after Survivor Series because they, they are so much of NXT stories into the main roster. And NXT has been getting ratings pops because like Bailey or someone or mm. fucking AJ has yeah. been coming down. And that has popped their rating a bit. Like they've still been beaten by AEW every week, but the rating's been popped. And after War Games and Survivor Series, NXT have no existing storylines other than the ones they had before War Games, like people that hated each other. So, yeah, it's almost like a copy and paste from it's a copy and paste over the top, and then we're like, okay, now what? Don't uh, even have those, those pre-existing storylines though, because all of them have been forced. All yeah, of the main storylines yeah. have yeah. been crammed into this War Games, and you've now got a case where NXT is supposed to be in the midst of civil war, and that's why they're having War Games matches. But they're all friendly together when they go to the main roster, which I fucking hate. It's just stupid. And the last three weeks have been the worst weeks of NXT in terms of what they're doing is they're ruining all of their storylines to get in this stupid gimmick pay-per-view. Do you know what that's kind of, funny? Go ahead, Smoke. I was just going to say, that kind of links into the question that we had from OMS earlier, was like, do you think the NXT invasion angle will lead anywhere or just set up to be, like, steamrolled? Are they going to be steamrolled? I don't think they're going to steamroll them at SummerSlam because I don't think trips will allow it. And because they're expecting... Uh, NXT to sort of compete with AEW. I don't think NXT will lose, like, just be steamrolling completely wet. Because then at that point, you're acknowledging that NXT is just a third brand, you don't give a fuck. And they can't keep putting that product on USA Network if they've just treated it like dog shit. Yeah, but Vince. I know, but even even Vince, I don't think will do that. I think they'll have to give them some credibility and let them kick on. Mm. If you know what I mean? Vince pulled the trigger to get NXT on the USA Network, there's no way he's going to let his one thing that could possibly go up against AEW at the same time be shat all over. He's not that stupid. I, I'm with I'm with Toaster. I think you'll probably find SmackDown wins Survivor Series and NXT No, they fucking set. won't. Have you seen the team they've got? No, they fucking won't. No, I'm talking about overall... Like right, not yeah. not not the not the Survivor Series match. I'm talking about this three way. Everybody gets you know, like last year Raw did a clean sweep, didn't it? Apart from New Day. I just wish it wasn't shows. for brand supremacy. I wish I wish there was an actual thing to fight for, like a like a thirtieth spot in a Royal Rumble or a um, I was like, just something something decent to go to to, to give NXT or Raw or SmackDown a reason to to reason to team up. Let's go. Oh, you know. Oh well. Because even though we fight all the time, but you're on the same rush as me, I'm going to fight for you. That's just, it is shite. The whole concept of it is shite and dated. But then if there was an actual reason for them to fight, but the, the then, problem, I, the problem then, is, then I'd get more behind it. WWE is stuck in the past. Just like Cody Rhodes, WWE <laughs> is stuck in the past. All in the past, Matt. Thanks for that. We talked about AEW earlier. <laughs> um, and the one thing I'll say about AEW is... That they have long-term booking similar to New Japan, whereas NXT apparently has this car crash, Vince Russo esque reckon. But uh, they had a long-term strategy until they realised War Games was on. Are, are you are you referring to Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox again? I'm talking about Rhea Ripley and Tegan. No, yeah, I, thought you were I actually agree with him about the Rhea Ripley. Yeah, yeah, I do Rhea as well. Ripley and Tegan Knox was a perfect story waiting to happen. Yeah, they fucked it. They fucked it. Yeah. yeah, but they had great storytelling that was 
over from the old network era of NXT into the USA network for that entire women's division for a good five months. And then they've shat their load where they could have had seven or eight matches over a course of the next three months. What they've done is gone, throw them all into a, a four on four. And yeah, was, yeah, they, they, and, yeah they, they have thrown them into a blender and to, 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 to do that. But I'm not going to lie. I'm really looking forward to seeing it. I think it's going to be an incredible match. Genuinely, I, I do. Which one? We haven't the, uh, had the, a the, good the women's war game, war game match. I mean, it's it's literally not been a good war games match so far. I mean, not you're one. wrong, but okay. I'm not wrong. You oh, really are wrong. Uh, UE versus... Yeah. Uh, yeah Pete Dunne, War Raiders. Big, big Strong Boys. Yeah. Ricochet and War Raiders and Pete Dunne, yeah. Yeah, that was an incredible match. It was trash. What about the one before oh, that? Was it UE against... What is no, it? Sanity? The one, no, it was... So, yeah, it was Sanity, AOP, and Roderick Strong. That was fantastic, that one. It wasn't. It was. So, so, so for the two War Games matches... Is there, no, there's been more than two War Games matches. There's been three. There's been three. I'm mixing. No, there hasn't. There's been two because this is the third War Games. Yeah. So, so, uh, so, so, Space Host and I have agreed that each of the two War Games matches have. The, the War Games matches are just boring. They're just crap. This is the NXT showpiece. This is the one thing that stands them out. This is like their big event of the year is War Games. And, and this is the one pay per view every year that I don't look forward to that's NXT branded. Are we doing a watch along for these? Tell me one of you are doing a watch. I wish. I don't think I can I'm... do it. I can't do it. I, I, I can do NXT UK. I can't do. I know the irony is that it's twenty to eleven, and I'm and I'm and I'm doing this late. But I can't do late slash overnight watch. Along. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah. I might be able to join in one of yours or something, but I won't be able to host one. I, I can have to do probably... one for either that or for Survivor Series. I can probably do one for both. That'll be fun. Eight what well, eight hours of eight hours of Matt and Space Toast on a call. <laughs> just be constantly arguing, wouldn't it? Right oh no 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 no! You have no because just cutting each other when we're making points. Like honestly, honestly, I love it because 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 you, you you two obviously you obviously you two get on very well and you're, and you're friendly and things. You just have very differing opinions on a lot on a lot of things, and you two have a very funny way of expressing that. And I just I just enjoy it, and I'm and I'm pretty sure the audience are enjoying it as well because I'm fucking enjoying myself. <laughs> Um, should we finish talking about NXT quickly so we can get into SmackDown and predictions? Just the um, AEW was better, could. Uh, the other things that happened, uh, we had the well, we were supposed yeah, to have a fucking amazing Mia Yim match. Can I just point this out? All right, I, I was so going to get to that. I don't care. I'm, I'm skipping you because I said a lot of shit about Mia Yim last week, and I'm genuine. I fucking take it all back. Holy shit, she was really good in this match. Anyway, continue. It, it was a class match. But it was overshadowed by Mamma Mia! Obscure reference! I <laughs> <laughs> um, think they won't. But at least it wasn't like sex buddy related pervert nonsense from JR. I actually don't like JR as a commentator, and I've, I've made that clear. I really don't. I think Excalibur's good, and I Didn't don't like it. Taz the full gear in bite, the buy-in. What is it? Taz works Taz. Wasn't Taz on the buy-in no, commentary? Taz also worked for him. They paid Taz to do AW Dark when it was in Philly. Yeah. And uh, he was talking about wanting to get back into doing the commentary and stuff. So they were get rid of JR and have Taz. Uh, hire Taz now. They've given JR a big yeah. fat contract and he started for the next year or two. It's just you're going to have to tolerate it. For goodness sake. Um, back to NXT. 
<laughs> this is the one of Taz. Sack Maranello and replace him with Taz. JBL. I want JBL back. At least his rugby references were funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh. Damien Priest made sure that Pete Dunne and Killian Dane didn't happen this week by just making a statement because of what happened last oh, week. Oh, yeah. I want those three at War Games. I want them in a fucking triple threat. Just I genuinely think that's the way that it's going to go. They, they are in a triple threat. Are yeah, they? they're on a triple threat. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I don't know if it's been announced. But yeah, it's been it announced. In, in literally that article you sent to the groups movement, it, it was in didn't, that. He didn't say it was announced. Sorry, some of us aren't in the group. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't announced. It was just, it's likely. And that's why I put question marks in the predictions. Um, but yeah, Io Shirai and Mia Yim had a ladder match. So it was the winner would have um, kind of the upper hand as it were at war games um which was won by eo shirai after shenanigans from kaylee ray i believe from kaylee ray yeah, yeah i didn't fantastic. even know. yeah so we talked about jr i thought i'd throw that in there go ahead <laughs> no 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 i mean eo shirai is fantastic we, we we know how good eo shirai is mia yim really needed this because I've not been the only one who's been slating her work for a little while. And she had a really shit match with Shayna Baszler, didn't she? Yeah, it was an awful, yeah. awful match with uh, with Shayna Baszler. Probably Shayna Baszler's worst match. And that, and I don't think that was on her. That was on Mia. But she needed a, a, a long match, one where she could really just show what she could do, show her back to her old days. And yeah, I really liked this. I was really... Just the fucking bump she took. And she's got really good chemistry with Eo as well, so hopefully this will play well in the future. To be honest, mm-hmm. um, but then at the end, um, after obviously Kaylee Ray and Eo Shirai had stood tall uh, on the ladder or next to the ladder, we had Shayna Baszler come out and ce- came out to celebrate, claps all round, big high fives, cheers, whatever. Um, then we had we we had the. Uh, introduction of Bailey who came and took her out. And this was an overarching storyline for the entire show, by the way. Um there was um I think the second segment was um uh Tegan Knox and Rhea Ripley lying on the floor Candace. taken out. Uh, no that was the second one. Debuted on TV. Huh? Scarlet Bordeaux debuted on NXT. She was the girl that was like, oh my God, I don't know what happened standing over Candace. Well, there you go. There you go. I don't even know who Scarlet. I I don't know who Scarlet Bordeaux is. A smoke show from Impact. Who is? I think she's banging Killer Cross. These are names. Reference. These are names. These are names. No idea what Killer Cross. I agree. These are names. (laughs) So if it doesn't count, this contains the words Will and Osprey in it. Shitty face. Um, Well, that was about Killer Cross in about a year when he signs for WWE, probably. Yeah, uh, that was NXT. <laughs> Smackdown, I want to get through very quickly because the first thing that it. happened, the first thing that happened, my good God, who writes this Oh, stuff? yes. Is this... Um, ruff, 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 ruff. Is, this is this... It's the fact that they took Roman Reigns' theme a and got a dog to sing it. But didn't they put <laughs> somebody <laughs> in a costume <laughs> bag with... <laughs> <all>? <laughs> I probably just set the dog off downstairs. Uh, I do apologise, Alice, but that... You know that Vince is sitting laughing going, oh, 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 that's good shit, pal. Yeah, of course he is. In the back, like... And then everybody else is just sat there looking at each other, just going, bruh. 
Okay, boomer. <laughs> quality reference quality reference GG. um that then led into a match where shorty g and mustafa ali um would go against Dolph Ziggler. Oh, you, can we not call him that please can we not call chad gable by his uh slave name i'm sorry i'm, I'm using it <laughs> i read it therefore i saw it um why has mustafa ali got his first name back <sighs> Because For reason. they didn't trademark Ali because of fucking Muhammad and the God. So they gave him a stuff back so they could trademark it and make fucking t-shirts. And I assume, I, I thought it was so that they could put these two in a tag team and call them Ali G. Oh <laughs> That's actually good from you. That's, that, is, that is a good one for you. Congratulations, that is good. mate. That is very good. Um, <laughs> Fuck me, what have we done? What was tonight? Tonight was going oh, really well, no. and now it's just <laughs> this. It's because we've started talking about main roster WWE, and it's all uh, wild. It's all memes and shit, man. Is it a coincidence? <laughs> but this all came from King Corbin has declared himself the captain of Team SmackDown, right. and then wanted his two boys to be in there. I haven't watched oh, it. He wants Rudolph in there. He wants Rudolph. He wants Rudolph. God, you're you're on firing on all cylinders today, Matt. Uh, yeah, Rudolph uh, to then become topical because it's nearly Christmas um, to be, to be in the team. But obviously, uh, Ali and Shorty G won. Sorry, toast for calling him that. I just Chad Gable has the potential to be this generation's Kurt Angle. Like I've said, that with Evan taking the piss. I thought that was Chad Gable Evan. could be Daniel Bryan slash. Fucking Kurt Angle, this generation. And there went, ha no, ha, no. you're short, shorty G. <laughs> Get over it now, bitch. Where, 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 best thing was, they made reference on commentary this week to how he looked like he was in Space Jam. Oh, <laughs> Which was even better. I was just like, yeah. Yeah, they made reference about how he's playing basketball with Michael Jordan um, against the, whatever the, the bad guys are called, the monsters. Yeah, and then because... His T-shirt now is a basketball shirt with a fucking ruler on it because he's short and G. Oh, my God. Are you being serious? <laughs> no, go back and watch it. It literally, he has a T-shirt where the Matt, G... remember the, the, the AEW. This is, this is WWE. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely remember on Reddit a few months ago when, when they went, WWE filed the trademark for Shorty G and everyone else went, oh, no. What are they going to do to poor Chad? <laughs> F in the chat. Sense of impending doom at oh. that time. And Meltzer started doing the stories of Gable was the only person that could leave WWE and be a massive star in New Japan. Like, it's just <laughs> waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> not anymore, it's not. <laughs> Other things of note on SmackDown was there were supposed to, well, there was a tag team championship match, uh, the New Day versus the Revival, but it was cut but short. We don't, have, we don't have automatic rematch clauses anymore. She face. <laughs> we're actually <laughs> bringing those back. Now we do. Um, it turned into a no, count, no contest. Um, the match went on for quite a while before being interrupted by the Undisputed Era. Um, then cue the SmackDown locker room to come out where you just got vis- visions of Otis just going, oh, yeah! Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Which you love to see. I, I, I could, you could just put a fly on the wall with, with Otis, honestly. I could just, just have Otis with a camera on at all times, streaming. Have Otis as a live streamer. I don't care. I, I, I could do not want to see that. that man take a dump. No. No. But um, in, apart from yeah. dumping and probably shagging, uh, I'd, I'd happily He's watch Otis. He's banging Mandy Rose, isn't he? 
That's what I said. These guys don't believe me. Thank no, he's you. He's not. He's not. Thank Thank you. Him and Mandy Rose are a couple Thank like you. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm just really really waiting all over Mandy's face. Bearing in mind, Space Toaster is the man with all knowledge. He's just confirmed that I've been correct for months. And you guys have just gone, no, it's not. No, it's not true. Personal it is true. true. It is true. Even I admit Chris it. is just in denial. There's no way he got Mandy. Mandy. No, she's dating Tina Sabatelli. Mandy. She's not. She's biting Otis. No. She is. He's doing his <laughs> caterpillar on her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Just because he's a fat man doesn't mean it's that small. Fuck, <laughs> oh, mate. Chris is dialing Scott the internet. Someone deny this for me, please. I, I will keep going and going and going. Personal, oh, where's personal dude. life of Otis? <laughs> right, let's move on while he's doing that. They had a match, did Heavy Machinery. It was against Jobbers, the end. Um, Nikki the Cross... And... Up, by the way. No, they didn't. <laughs> Nikki, Nikki Cross and Bailey were supposed to happen again. Um, but this time it was interrupted by NXT invading. Tegan Knox, Dakota Kai, Rhea Ripley and Mia Yim appeared. Um, I think Shayna Baszler came before that and attacked Bailey. Um, therefore, this big melee happened. Um, as they were walking away, or they kept saying, oh, bring it on, and just like shouting at each other. Um they just Sasha Banks got the microphone and says, Oh, if you want to come into our house and you're looking for a fight, let's do it properly, get in the ring now, in it. Um, so they had a match, which was won by Team SmackDown. Um again, Dana Brooke, absolute fire. Dana Brooke is class. I actually watched the, the red along with her and Mojo, and it made me like Mojo, and I don't want to like Mojo because he's a <laughs> prick. But if you watch the red along with those two, that's how, they're actually funny and they have a good like banter between each other. And I just wish that more WWE stars were allowed to take like their actual personality and put it on TV instead of like the shit they have to do. Calm <laughs> <laughs> in face. Um, but yeah, that was good. Um, I, the only other thing of note was the kind of Bray Wyatt. He's unveiled the new look Universal title, which is now with a blue strap instead of a red one. You know, AJ did it first. Origi- originality. What do you expect? Honestly, what no, you, I've got, I've got, I've got nothing to Do you think it looks okay? Oh, I don't do mind it. Looks okay? It doesn't look too terrible. It's, uh, it was just bound to happen, wasn't it? It's, yeah, I don't, I don't care, to be, to be perfectly honest. I really don't care. Cheers, mate. What do we not care about? But I, the, I did enjoy belt, the, the universal titles now blue. We can't call it the jambo anymore. It looks yeah. shit. It looks worse than the fucking cherry red van one. It just looks horrible. Just let it go back to being a normal fucking color and change the design slightly. I did like Daniel Bryan's promo though, uh, and, and the Miz TV segment where he yeah. basically, it, and then he's conflicted in within himself as whether he's Daniel Bryan, the new Daniel Bryan, or the yes we've been Daniel Bryan. Uh, Fiend's trying to convince him to go back into being the yes, the yes movement. Daniel Bryan by going just say yes, yes, etc. Yeah, it uh, it it's twisted mind games. It all stems back from what I gather is the Fiend attacked Daniel Bryan because of the shit that Daniel Bryan betraying Bray Wyatt years ago. Yeah, in that infamous scene in the cage, which is still one of the biggest pops I think I've ever fucking seen in my life. 
Um, but yeah, I think that's I think that's what it's referring to. I mean, I'm guessing. But yeah, yeah. yeah, I think it is. So, I'll best... give you this. Go ahead, uh, I was just going to say, the best part of any of this was when Daniel Bryan just sat there in silence whilst The Miz talked for about five minutes, and then The Miz says, why are you so quiet on on Miz TV? And Daniel Bryan was like, because Miz TV is terrible, and yeah. I don't want any part, I don't want to be any part of it. So I like Matt the fact popped that like a, a bitch on that one, didn't you? You loved that's it. That's a throwback to like, their big feud, and like those yeah. two always have that long-running feud, and they can yeah. turn that on at any point. The one thing I will say is that WWE are trying to push Rollins so hard to be the face of the company. Daniel Bryan is literally sitting there just waiting for them to let him be face again, mm-hmm. and he will be the biggest face, most over face. Well, did, well, didn't he push to go heel? He did, but what I mean is, like, as soon as he or they turn him face and let the fans have him back, he will be the most over face in wrestling. Yeah, but, but they right won't. Now, Reigns or Ro- Reigns or Rollins or any of the other guys they push won't take that spot. It'll be whenever he goes over to face that. They'll never let him go back to being a bit a face because he'll be become their biggest face again, and he won't go to Saudi Arabia because he's not a corporate shill. And you can't have your biggest face not go into your biggest shows. I mean, and also, there's a risk, and he's also massive, still an injury risk, regardless. Yeah, he's one, but he's one bad bump away from from retirement. So, you what know. I what I would say to that is, who's WWE's most recognizable face right now? Not face, but like person Reigns. right now that Seth they can Rollins. call on out of their roster, their complete roster. Reigns or Brock Lesnar. I, I would say Cena. Mm-hmm. And Cena doesn't go to Saudi, so I don't think that would impact. Cena doesn't Brian. fucking go anywhere. Think... He's not on their roster at the moment. He's he's so, he's basically not far short of alumni now, isn't he? He's still an employee. I think what they'll do is they'll take her in for the next couple of years. He'll come yeah. back and do. A mania and possibly a rumble, but what I would say is with Brian, I think they could ask, they could easily have him face sell a bucket load of merch and draw ratings, and just not have the title on him when it comes around the Saudi time. And I think that's the way they should probably handle. They probably, they probably. I, mean, I don't disagree with you. I, I'd love, you know, I love Daniel Bryan, just the most genuine person. And I, it, it would be great. It'd be great for him to, to to have a good face run again, get mega over, get all that merch in. Fuck it, why not, man? Go for it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I don't think they'll ever do it, but I think you're right. I think the only person that they got at the moment that they could possibly have as a like top level face in the in the way that they've had top level faces in the past. I think the only person that can do that right now is Daniel Bryan, and I don't Fuck think they'll ever let it happen. Fucking isn't Rollins. No, because he's fucking awful at everything. His wrestling has been shit for almost 12 months at this point. He can't talk. His promos are wank. His Twitter game is wank. Get him away from TV for six months. I'm not disagreeing with you. I think rather than doing that, you need to give him a character similar to when he was basically Triple H's bitch. Oh, oh, where he he was was the authority heel? Yeah. I said to you last week. (laughs) But who do you, who do you align him with? Um, I don't know. It's up to the WWE. I I don't know. Right? Yeah, obviously they don't do on screen authorities anymore. Do they? I don't watch main roster, but I'm assuming yeah. they don't have them right now. Yeah, no. they've they've scrapped that. What fucking? I don't know. Do something twisted and align him with fucking the fiend. Do you know what I mean? Just let him be like an ass kicker that works for Bray Wyatt or something. Not necessarily cult, but like Rollins just snaps because he can't win the title again. Have him. Fucking lose the title. People are booing him. He goes away for a month and he comes back in a firefly funhouse. I mean, Big Show's um, not doing very much at the minute. <laughs> I mean, fuck. Cheers, Jeff. 
too many well, cooks. Yeah. Um, I'd rather stick in my tag team with like Ali, Cedric, Buddy Murphy, one of the younger guys, and let them float about the title tag team title picture for about a year, and then have Rollins turn on the younger guy because he thinks he's taking the light away from him, all the shine, and then you've heel Rollins fighting someone that he's helped to build. And that way you've another star potentially built up to go and go for a mid title or a far too much sensible booking for WWE. <laughs> I know. That's that's almost <laughs> evolution story, isn't it? Yeah. Very similar to evolution, but I I, I I loved evolution, so I'm fine with that. Yep. Um I've just realized that the time is he's getting away from us a little bit. Um Are we should, so, we, should we do predictions now or should we because because I think we need to record Thursday we because we haven't finished SmackDown, have we? Yes. We have yeah, this won't take long. There's four matches at the moment. Um, it shouldn't take too long. So NXT War Games predictions. Um, we are going to include Space Toaster in this. Um, I think he, he needs to be involved while he's here. Um, so um, first match that we've got that is confirmed is Finn Balor versus Matt Riddle. Um, I have gone with Finn. I think if you make Finn lose on the heat that he's getting at the moment and his comeback to NXT, you are stupid. Therefore, it should be Finn. Jack has also gone with Finn. Is it a match? Is it like a singles match? I believe so. They haven't announced any stipulation for it at the moment, so it's just a normal singles match. I think Finn wins by doing the dirty. He does something dirty and heelish to win, but he's going to win. Not sure. Uh, I, I completely agree. I think it has to be Finn, but it has to be some it way that they try. Finish. Yeah, some way that they try and keep Riddle because at the moment Riddle's lost a fair few takeover matches. Um, he's lost a couple of title shots. He's lost a couple of other sort of matches. He needs to start being treated as the the star that WWE clearly see him as, and they're not doing that at the moment. So they need to have him at least protected in the WWE sense of he'll lose, but it'll be shenanigans that cost him. Yeah. I think it could be match related as well. Those two putting together in a fucking single match would be great. Yeah. I wouldn't um, even be surprised if AJ comes down and does a save or something, because obviously they had that segment, was it last week or the week before? Or, yeah. Oh, yes, or this could be where he joins a oh, yeah, faction or, or, or unveils a faction or does yeah. something faction-related. Uh, to, to win the match. I don't think they're going to do a faction with him. I think if they do a faction with him, it's too Bullet Club-esque. I think they're going to let him be single. As, as, long, as long as it's not as long as it's not treated Bullet Club style, I don't think it would be. I'm almost certain they're not going to put him with AJ. I, I, it, it would make no sense because he's on NXT now. So um, if, if, the, if they were to faction him up, at least it, it, would have to, it would have to be organic and there'd have to be a good reason for it. Yeah, so that couldn't possibly happen at this pay-per-view because there's nobody yeah, that he's aligned himself. He could align himself with anyone. No, Jordan Devlin has had to finish up with uh, oh. Over the Top that I go oh. on. And he was their former champion. Oh. And generally, when they finish up, it means they're going to NXT because British Strong Tail were made to finish up at the same time they started showing up. I think Devlin might end up coming over to NXT with Baller because Baller trained Devlin. And then you've got he the did. student teacher thing. We saw we saw, we saw the NXT oh, we saw the NXT UK match. Yeah. Uh, yes, I'm fine with that. I'm um, trying to hold in my <laughs> about your B Tech Balor, B Tech Balor, Spider Man looking at Spider Man. He said he wouldn't go on our podcast, so we, we, we uh, never had Big Snake, uh, fucking hero, like, fuck off. <laughs> 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 the fellas so many times live. His matches were always fantastic. 
Yeah. Uh, men war games match undisputed era versus f- my. This is the th- this is the name I've given the team so far. Feast your eyes on the glory of daddy. <laughs> because of the people who are involved, figure it out. Um, I am going to go with undisputed era. Um, as much as I'd like the other guys to win, I think having all of your title holders lose is not good. What to counter that point? If all the title holders lose, you've got a story after uh, takeover. For Son of a bitch is right. I'm changing. The ball and go for the you can't change. You can't change. You've already put it in. Sorry, was that joking at me? Sorry. No, that was no, a, no. That's it. Uh, but what I'm saying is, like, from what the way I would look at it is, you've got Keith Lee and Dijakovic who could potentially be a tag team, and they looked like they were hinting at it. They were chatting, hugging out to them when, like, they were standing beside each other after they were announced. Yeah. They were a tag team, I think. No, they weren't. Um, they weren't. But they could go for the tag titles. You could have fucking Tiampa go back for Goldie. And I don't know who the fourth member of that team is at the minute. There isn't one yet. They have uh, no... Well, whoever the fourth member is could end up with Marotti. And that's you ready-made feuds built up for after takeover. And I yeah. think with NXT, they need that. They can't just sort of scramble. So I and... think Tiampa's team's going to end up winning, if you want to put them yeah. thing down. That's exactly what I have. I've got Champoli, Dijakovic, and whoever else because there's no storyline. What's Dream after. doing? Uh, Dream is injured and out is for the, as as is um, Gargano. Um, it was originally supposed to be these three and Riddle, but Gargano got injured, yeah. so Riddle is now fighting um, Bala. I think it would have been Riddle and Lee who've tagged on the Indies yeah. that would have been the, the tag team, and I think Dijakovic would have gone against Strong. Um, I still think that they'll probably do, like you say, either Lee and, and Dijakovic or Lee and whoever they bring in as the tag going out of it and Dijakovic to fight Strong. Just they'll have, or it might be because Keith Lee looked like he was going to beat Strong that he goes for that and then Dijakovic tags with somebody. But that, there's only the only way that they can have any storyline coming out of this is if Champa's team wins. Mm. I, I um, went for Undisputed Era as well, by the way. And so did Jack. <laughs> <laughs> um, women's War Games, Baszler, Shirai, Belair and Kaylee Ray versus Ripley, Yim, Knox and Larray. I'm going to go with Team Ripley. Um, I, I kind of think this could be the transition of Baszler losing the title and therefore her losing this. Yeah, that's could my set theory. Up something. Um, so that's what I've gone for there. Jack's gone for Team Baszler. Chris? Uh, I went Team Ripley. Uh, I, I, I'm starting to agree with Smoothman on this one. Uh, you can... Uh, but Baser can eat a loss. It's not the end of the world if she does. Shirai, again, she's lost matches as well. Bella, again, and Kaylee, it doesn't overly concern me. Uh, but the whole idea of this, I think, is to keep Ripley looking strong af. Um, so, yeah. Keep, uh, put a go with Team Ripley on that one for us. I have gone for Team Baszler. I think what's going to happen is you're going to have loads of brutal spots. You're going to have nobody under, nobody knowing what's going to happen. You're going to get to a point where there's four people, sorry, three people from each side lying on the floor watching what's happening because it's a War Games match and shit happens and it's fucking terrible. And nobody's going to be able to work out, out of it. It's probably going to be Baszler versus Ripley, who are the two ones left standing. And I think at that point, um, what's her name? Dakota Kai is going to come down, 
get in, either climb over the top or come in through the door, <laughs> kick Ripley's head off for not picking her in the team, and Baszler will pin Ripley for the three. That's that's pretty much what I was going to go with as well. I think Dakota Kai, they've set her up too well to be against them. Like the fact that she came down to help me AM and there was the back and forth and stuff. I think Dakota Kai cost Team Ripley and Baszler walks out winning. So you're going with Baszler's team, are we? Yeah. Splendid. Um, the last match that we've got, which is a question mark at the moment, is the pen- potential freeway match between Killian Dane, Pete Dunn, and Damian Priest. Um, I think. I don't know. I literally couldn't pick one. Um, I think all of them could legitimately win this. Um, yeah, it's flipper card. It, it was going to be flipper three sided coin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I've gone for Killian Dane because I think out of it, it was either going to be Killian Dane or Damian Priest who I would have gone for. But I think Killian Dane needs to win more than than Priest does. I think Priest looks good no matter what at the moment. So. Pete Dunn doesn't need it. Yeah, Jack's gone for Priest. Uh, yeah, I went for Killing Dane as well. I, uh, again, I, I I don't have a reason for it. I it it is one of those matches where it's set so even it could be any one of the three. Uh, Killing Dane's been shown as the monster recently, so I've gone for him on this on that basis. I'm going for Pete Dunn because nobody's picked him yet. <laughs> <laughs> um. Honestly, probably Killian Dane they need to build him. Obviously, there's the feud with him and Don. I think it could end up being if Dane doesn't win it, it'll be Priest, Fair, Don, and fucking Dane killing each other, and Priest just picking up the win. Yeah. But go for Don. Or no, fucking Dane. <laughs> Big Damo. Yeah. Big Damo. It's too Belfast, Mamma Mia, and fucking Cirque Rapids. <laughs> <laughs> What I will say is, I'm completely surprised that both they're letting Baller keep the name 1916, and in Killian Dane's entrance video, they have the police jeeps get hit by a petrol bomb. Really? Um, that that is, or they may cut it just before the petrol bomb comes. But I've seen that footage before of the Land Rovers. It's like Belfast Land Rovers they use yeah. over here, and it's about to get smashed by a petrol bomb. <laughs> Oops! Oh, you've seen the original footage and go, "Oh, that's from oh." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Um, that's pretty much it for this week. Um, I want to just thank Space Toaster for coming along. Thank you, man. Um, it's been amazing. Dex just arrived as we we're just about to finish. GG's over there, Dex. Um, but yeah, thank you for uh, for, for Toaster for coming along and spitting fire towards Matt. We love to see it. Um, Anything, lads. <laughs> Um, I'd, I'd actually like you back fairly regularly so that I can watch AEW and then you can explain to me why I'm wrong about AEW. Because actually, confirmed you heard here what, from... what you've done is you've explained AEW in a way that I now think I might enjoy the product more. Going so, away, what's going to happen is I'll send you like a synopsis of what happens on being the elite and the character <laughs> development, and then you watch AEW, you'll be fantastic. Yeah, that'll be brilliant <laughs> if you could do that. That like a pre for every week. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> Analyze this week's being the elite. Well. <laughs> but yeah, this the, the, thank you very much for coming along. And for those guys who were in the chat um, as we were doing this live, thank you very much for all of your questions, all of your comments. Um, if you have enjoyed what you've listened to, make sure you put five-star reviews over on Apple Podcasts or over on Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you listen to us. 
make sure you drop us comments of what what you would like to hear more of if you'd like to hear more of toasters moaning towards matt that'd be awesome um i'm sorry matt i'm going full in on you here uh i wasn't even (laughs) spread the word baby brilliant yeah, spread the word. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at BadBookersWP. Make sure if you are, like I said at the start, if you're really interested and want to help us out a little bit more, make sure that our content gets better and better. Follow it. Uh, give us some Patreon stuff. <laughs> By the way. Two plugs in the podcast. Give us your fucking a live, money. A live smooth man. I've just got a photo of him here for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a dick. <laughs> It's a dick. <laughs> it's a dick. It's a dick. Oh, it's a dick. Yeah, well, yeah, put, 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 put the audio for the audio people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, oh, right I've um, got TOS. The audio guys no. <laughs> the screen. Matt looked like a prick the whole show. <laughs> Got him. Um, make sure you as well, if you're interested in more wrestling and watching more wrestling, because there's not enough for you to watch, go and check out Power Slam TV. Use the code BADBOOKERS to get a free month over on that. Um, thank you very much to everybody for stopping by and listening. Um, Matt, me and you, outside. Yeah. Bye. No. Bye. 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 I do. You're right. You're getting on payday. <laughs> Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.